Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Plenty to get to. Uh, March Madness is exactly that. Uh, absolute chaos yesterday, uh, coupled with the fact that we had a St. Patty's Day fall on day one of March Madness, which is never a good idea for anybody involved or anybody involved that wanted to uh, have a productive Thursday. Uh, we saw a, a bunch of lower seeds win. We saw a 15 knockoff a two in St. Peter's taking care of Kentucky. Uh, all of that happening. All of that uh, making the rounds as people were looking for uh, things to talk about uh, we haven't caught up on college basketball what are we going to get into and you saw a bunch of lower seeds going and ruin everybody's brackets and by the way for the people on social media that are busting our balls uh, me specifically because I had Kentucky in my final four and Kentucky's not in the final four anymore because Kentucky can't beat St. Peter's uh, who apparently their mascot is a peacock who knew what do you want from me this is a crapshoot all right, you, you do the best you can. You make as many picks as you can. Uh, st- stop kicking people in the nuts because they get something wrong, all right? This, this is sports talk radio. Yes, we get stuff wrong. The difference between us is we lie about it after the fact. Ain't that right, Brady Quinn? <laughs> that is correct. Yes. That is correct. We will never own up to any wrong pick no. that we make. No, never. Yeah, it, it's Fox Sports Radio's fault. What, I mean, what do you want from us? But it was a uh, yesterday was a wild one. Uh, but listen, uh, if you listen to this show any point during the course of the last several months, you know that there's a his, history involved when it comes to Fridays. You see, we started out this show back in September, <laughs> and. Um, we were just looking to have a little bit of fun on a Friday. We figured people are getting ready for the weekend. And I thought, you know, I mean, we should, you know, break down some live tennis scores in Dubai. I mean, maybe we could talk about, you know, some uh, fun shenanigans here there. And Brady's like, no, 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 you guys are missing the boat on this. I am a radio veteran. Uh, I am the star of stage and screen on the Fox lot every Saturday. And I know a thing or two about themes on radio because I hosted one of the most popular Sunday night radio shows in the history of FSR here on the network for several years with some Jay off who doesn't need to be named in this point in time. And Brady Quinn said, if we're doing a Friday show, it's got to be a football Friday. It has got to be a football Friday here on Fox Sports Radio. So it doesn't matter that the tournament is going on. We have got ourselves a football Friday after another busy day in the NFL. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. My bracket sucks. Yeah. Yeah. How about it? Yeah. How about it? Yeah. Right when you think the lower seeds winning in the NCAA tournament was going to carry the day, the Green Bay Packers and Las Vegas Raiders said, uh, hold our non-alcoholic beer because we're professionals during the week and they pulled off a blockbuster trade with a lot of layers attached to it that we will get into but uh, the Green Bay Packers trading Devontae Adams the stud wide receiver two-time all-pro five-time pro bowler if I'm not mistaken uh, he goes to the Raiders for two picks in this year's uh, draft the first and second round picks of the Raiders including number 22 overall and then that's followed up by Devontae Adams getting a five-year deal for over $28 million a season. Uh, We get to wait to see what the details are uh, when it comes to all that, but uh, he is now the highest-paid wide receiver by a mile, and he's now a Las Vegas Raider. How about it? He gets to team up with his old uh, Fresno State quarterback, Derek Carr. 
I mean, th- th- that's that's the big part of this is, is what he gets to team up with, and then really what the AFC West has done, and the teams in the AFC West. I mean, Jonas, they've loaded up on defense, they've loaded up on offense. This is an arms race in the AFC West. It's been a ton of fun to watch so far, and I, I just I look at this trade and. Part of me wonders what's Aaron Rodgers thinking right now. I mean, I this is I saw people running with this, and they were saying, "Well, you know, Rodgers had to get his money. Why do you think this happened?" The reports are that Devonte that the Green Bay Packers were willing to match whatever the Raiders were giving Devonte Adams. But he wanted to go. He wanted to play for the Raiders. He's a lifelong Raider fan. He had an opportunity to go. And so the idea that we can put this on Rodgers in, in you know, accepting the contract he got, apparently Rodgers was in the know when it came to all this stuff. I, I don't yep. think this is an indictment on Rodgers. I just think Devontae Adams looked at this as his one shot, one bite at the apple, and he said, it'd be a dream come true. Oh, and by the way, they're going to pay me almost $30 million a year. Go, go do what you got to do. And now he's a Las Vegas Raider. It's what well, it, it is. It's a huge need for the Raiders. I mean, a huge need. They, they've been looking for a number one wide receiver. Now they finally get it. Derek Carr finally gets it. And you've been calling that for years now when it comes to Derek Carr, as far as what he's got around him. He's never really had that number one guy. No. And, 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 and in some ways you sit there and you go, well, now the pressure's on him. I mean, not that it hasn't been on him. He still played well under pressure. They went to the playoffs last year. I don't know that anyone saw that coming, but now the pressure's really on. Because what's the expectation? Yeah. It, it's, it, it's more than playoffs. I'll tell you that much. It, and, it, well, and it's also, you were in the first round. People look uh, at that final game and they go, well, they were in that game against Cincinnati. There was an opportunity to win it. Uh, and Derek Carr uh, decided to throw short of the goal line, which uh, pissed a lot of people off, including yeah. Roberto Flores, who was about uh, six or seven IPAs deep at that point watching H- the game. How was Roberto feeling about this trade? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, Berto. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Daniel Snyder for releasing those emails, because if not, this probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it is a uh, it was a blockbuster deal uh, when it comes to uh, Devonte Adams going to the Raiders, and then there's uh, you know there's obviously layers uh, attached to this. But I gotta be honest with you, man. If you're Green Bay and you can part with a guy who was, I, I guess the price was at twenty eight million dollars, and now you get a first and a second round pick, I just think financially. I think I think the deal makes a lot of sense for both sides. I don't know that this trade is going to age really well for the Raiders, depending on uh, competing in that division, giving a wide receiver this much money. He's already 29 years old. He's really, really good. But now we get to wait to see how much of it was Devontae Adams and how much was it Aaron Rodgers that he played with. So that's Well, I mean, he does have Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers, but he's played at a really high level. I, I think it's more interesting in, in my mind to look at what do the Packers do? I mean, look at that wide receiver roster right now. They're yeah. thin. I mean, they're, they're going to have to go back into the draft and say, all right, like, th- there's no one in the roster that comes close to Devontae Adams. What do you mean? So Didn't now, they re sign Randall Cobb? I mean, come on. Like, how, how's they, they, they got a pay cut. So, <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. There's um, your number one. But, but even, even in the draft, if they were to utilize that first round pick, which, I mean, we, we know. How Brian Gutenkunst and um, you know Malafleur like to work in the draft. I mean, they, they like to not provide Aaron Rodgers anything. 
I mean, they'll have multiple draft picks in a heavy wide receiver draft. They just they keep overlooking that. Hey, that. That is disrespectful. Did not provide him anything. They traded up for his backup quarterback, okay? Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about here. Give them a yeah. little bit of credit. I mean, they, they will go, you know, trade up in the second or third round to get a move <laughs> tight end, yes. But it, it, it's, it's more interesting to think that he came back thinking that the Packers were the best spot to have a chance of winning a Super Bowl. And now not having his number one wide receiver, a guy who there's been no one better than him and Devontae Adams. That tandem, there's been no one better. And now we're talking about him having to start over? I don't know. I just I, I feel like this kind of throws a wrench in everything he had planned for this season. Uh, the uh, And you mentioned it as far as what the Super Bowl looks like uh, uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Just to get out of the NFC, the Packers were plus 350 before the trade, and now they're plus 400. So it's not a significant move, but it is, I think, Las Vegas and the betting market understanding these guys were the best quarterback wide receiver combination in the NFL for the past several years now it's gone and so yeah you would assume I mean just optics wise if the Packers make this move and then they don't take a wide receiver with their first pick I mean, kind of. Uh, if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers, may retire. I'm just saying, like, give back a portion of his uh, 50 plus million and just say, I'm out, man. You guys can't figure this thing out. And, uh, and I got to go. I got to go somewhere where it makes a little more sense. I mean, at this point, he'll probably be in the draft room. He'll probably be in, in, in the war room, if you will, drafting oh the wide receiver. A lucky bastard. I'd give anything to be in a, a draft room. Uh, I literally one of my dreams. You got to you got to make that happen, man. You got enough stroke, stroke in the NFL. You got to be able to make you, you that talk happen too for much. Me. You, you can't you can't share everything you see in that room. You will. No, not true. I mean, listen. I'll I'll, I'll release. Uh, I'll sprinkle a little bit in on my uh, highly rated uh, weekend show here on Saturdays. But I'm not going to, you know, derail the entire draft for a team because I want to get in uh, a couple of licks on uh, who they should take here or there. But I just think uh, now we look at the Green Bay Packers, and um, I I just I don't know how do you how do you think this trade ages for the Green Bay Packers because if they're able to find a wide receiver early on in the draft, or if they're still able to make some moves. I mean, look, I'm not saying that he's Devontae Adams, but Julio Jones is out there. I mean, there was some speculation. I know you'd thrown out potentially the Rams. Now they went out now, and signed Allen. Robinson signed the, yeah. yeah, so there there are guys out there. Jarvis Landry. I'm not saying these guys are comps to, to Devontae Adams, but there are some guys out there that you would look at and go, well, I mean, now they definitely have a need. Maybe that makes some sense for them to go in that direction. The problem is Jarvis Landry is similar to Randall Cobb. He's, he's similar to Amari Rogers, who they drafted last year. I mean, it's they're all kind of a similar guy in what they do. Um, it, I mean, look, you want as many veteran guys who can help you out as you can. So bring in Julio, bring in Jarvis, even get him on like economical deals. But you're you're going to draft a guy. I, I would assume with where these these draft picks are, they're going to draft a guy and they'll find some value there. Whether um, it's it's one of the Ohio State kids, which I I think it could be very likely, um, even though that that seems high in the first round to draft one of those. Um, the kid out of Southern Cal, he reminds me of Mike Evans a lot. He, he would make a lot of sense, but I'm not sure he, Drake London gets you know drops that far. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do because it's it's going to dictate I think a lot of what happens with them moving forward and whether or not they play in a Super Bowl. Twenty eight and a half million. Good Christ, man! What was it a few years ago when Odell Beckham got what fifteen million? 
Yeah. Like, and that, so, yeah. like, that's where we're at now. What? <laughs> 20, 28 going on $29 million. What do you think Justin Jefferson's going to be asking for in a couple of years? Yeah, uh, 30 at this point. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, unbelievable. Man, the NFL is healthy. So uh, so there it is, the, uh, the blockbuster trade that hijacked day one of the uh, NCAA tournament. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A lot of people out there nursing uh, some St. Paddy's Day hangovers, uh, battling through the pain to try and get to work or uh, or uh, get their work done here on a Friday during day two of the tournament. Uh, but uh, we've got you covered here. We will make you feel at least a little bit better about the splitting headache you currently have because uh, you had too many green beers. It's the least we could do here on FSR Brady Quinn. It's the least we could green do. Green beers. How many people actually drank green beer yesterday for St. Patrick's Day? It's a thing man it's a thing i know it's a thing i've been there done that we talked about that a little bit yesterday yeah that's when you wake up the next day and and obviously things are a little bit fuzzy for like many people out there but you you go to the bathroom you go oh yeah yeah because everything comes out green (laughs) it's just it is it is uh it is weird i i don't know who thinks uh you know i'm gonna have a bud light and spray you know uh, sprinkle some uh green drops in it to make myself feel a little irish here's an idea why don't you just get a green cup I, what, what are we doing here? Like, get a green cup, get one of those carnival cups, and have some fun and, and pretend to be Irish. Listen, I, I, I realize this. I'm, I think I'm 50% Irish. I don't remember the last time I've actually had a beer on St. Paddy's Day because I'm always working. There, there's always something going on. But what I did have was some corned beef and cabbage. Corned yeah, beef and did. cabbage. Oh, yeah. man, it is so good. Get that cabbage in your system, It sir. is It is so good. Corned beef and cabbage. My brother made it uh, with uh, some carrots on the side. Mm. Uh, you know, some there were some mashed potatoes. I didn't partake in the mashed potatoes. Too many what? carbs for me. Uh, too many oh, carbs geez. for me. It's one of those things. Early in the morning. It's St. Patrick's Day, dude. I understand. It's one day out of the I year. I understand. I just you can have do a cheat it. day. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to have a cheat day. I'll have one this weekend. I just couldn't do it because I didn't want to be burping up mashed potatoes when I was uh, trying to work burping out getting ready for uh, a show. It happens. I, I, I don't know anyone who gets indigestion from mashed potatoes. You I might just, be the only person in the history of humanity. I don't have to tell you, man. I mean, uh, this is just uh, – I'm not. I'm just not <laughs> – is that, that has nothing to do with indigestion. Yeah. Yeah. Roberto, that's the, that's the opposite end <laughs> yeah. of, of indigestion. Like, that's, that's upside down indigestion that you're referring to there, Roberto. Uh, so, no, it, uh, but, uh, listen, corned beef. And I was shocked. I just, My wife he just loves playing the sound. I mean, Roberto, does. I love you because you just love playing that. There's no oh, other man. reason. You just love playing the sound. Yeah. <laughs> he does. And he's got two pitches. He's Mariano Rivera. He's got a fastball and he's got a. a off he's, speed. Yeah, he's got. The, uh, yeah, what what the, uh, what was it? Uh, the uh, splitter? What cutter, yeah. yeah, the cutter. He's got the cutter, cutter and the cut fastball. Fast. Yeah, it was a fastball and a cutter. Fa- yeah, a cut fastball. that's it. So uh, Roberto's got two speeds. He's got the cutter. He's got the fastball, and he uh, just rattles those off. Uh, time. So there's the uh, that that's the cut that's fastball. Amazing. All right, so there's the cut fastball. Can we hear the regular uh, fastball? The uh, from yeah. So there's that one. <laughs> Cut fastball, a lot more effective. Uh, that second one will get you, though. Yeah, it will. <laughs> it, it, it'll catch you off guard. It will. It'll change. Uh, your knees will change colors. Uh, all right. So um, here's the uh, here's where we're at with uh, with the situation in the NFL, which is one of the most glorious, glorious, dramatic situations uh, that I can recall at the quarterback position. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 
uh, has said, um, you know, he feels like it's with the, it, within the best interest of all parties involved. If, uh, you know, we just move on. Right. It's uh, it's time to go. Uh, you know, this is not uh, this is not working. Uh, it's uh, quote in the mutual interests for both sides uh, for us to move on. The relationship uh, is uh, too far gone uh, to mend. It's in the best interest of both sides that we uh, ultimately move on and split apart. So uh, that from uh, Baker Mayfield, according to Adam Schefter. And um, the Cleveland Browns got wind of that after finding out that Deshaun Watson has eliminated them from the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And the Browns have said, nah, (laughs) we're just we're not going to accommodate that uh, as of yet. Whether this whole thing leads up to the season and Baker Mayfield's still the quarterback, I have no idea. But what the F is going on with your former team, the Cleveland Browns, Brady Quinn? Well, (laughs) you know. So something's changed. Some things stay the same, and and unfortunately for the Browns, it's 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 always something, uh, which is you know, <clears throat> status quo, I guess. So so here's how I look at this entire scenario: the Browns, who apparently told Baker Mayfield after the season they were going to look at quote unquote top tier quarterbacks, <laughs> which. Like, how's that feel? I, I was just going to say like that. That would it's, it's laughable that you could say that to another quarterback <laughs> and not think there's not going to be consequences. <laughs> imagine. So imagine saying that to your wife. Hey, uh, listen, I love hey, you. Babe, I love you. <laughs> I'm looking at some other top tier talent out there. Uh, what? Like, let me tell you something. My wife, uh, my wife is Mexican. If I said that to her, listen, uh, I love you, but, uh, you know, I'm going to shop around. If something else comes up, I hope you understand. Um, I would have a switchblade in the back of my neck in 30 seconds. Like, it's not even not even remotely possible that I would get away from yeah. that unscathed. Yeah. I, I would have a bread of 45 point at the back of my head. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. where that would go for me. Yeah, the, you, you want a switchblade? <laughs> I've got a Beretta. Um, so, so I digress. <laughs> The timeline of things. So that was apparently said to Baker. And then that is really what makes sense to the reports from Mary Kay Cabot, a local beat reporter there in Cleveland. She has for a long time. We talked about her yesterday. She's done a fantastic job. She said, that, hey, he requested a trade. Well, yeah, of course. If someone came up to you, I mean, just think about this and whatever your job is. Hey, uh, we really like you, but we want to try to find someone who's better than you at your job oh, to replace God. you. How are you going to react to that? It's awful. It's you're so, it's you're awful. probably going to say, um, what? Yeah, I want out of here. Get me somewhere else where I can go do my job where someone appreciates me. So I think you're starting to see where maybe where Baker was coming from. And, and it, 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 there's more frustration from it because he played banged up this season. And... That's the tough part is, you know, people on the outside don't care. People who have you on your fantasy team don't care. Betters don't care. No one cares when you play hurt, when you're playing banged up or injured. And we always talk about as players, everyone's playing hurt. You know, everyone's dealing with something probably from week six in the season on. Like, guys are starting to feel it. Everyone's playing a little banged up. And so no one really cares that much however there is something to be said when you've got like legitimate injuries some of which that may need to have surgery like that's 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 a real thing and you'd like to think that the organization takes that into consideration 
in how you perform. I mean, uh, uh, imagine, for example, you know, having a sick day, but saying, you know what, I'm going to come and I'm going to come to come work. Now, you may not be at your best, but you showed up. You're, you're trying to get through it. You're doing all you can. And, and then your boss comes after, hey, you, you really didn't perform well today. It's like, well, dude, yeah, I, I know I didn't, but yeah. I, did, I did the best I could I, to get here. So I think there's an element of frustration from that in the season. And then obviously the team just telling him flat out, we're going to go try to find if we see if we can get the sweepstakes for someone better than you. Uh, okay. So then it got out that he, maybe he said, okay, then trade me. Well, now we're seeing the Deshaun Watson part of this whole equation play out, and the Browns aren't even desirable. Yeah. I mean, I, I do wonder from Deshaun Watson's side, and I'll ask you this, I wonder how much he looked at the situation and goes, they drafted that guy number one overall. 100%. And now they're looking at moving on to me. He's like, why would I want to go there? Like, they're not loyal to anyone. Yeah. Why would I, why would I want to go, go to an organization that doesn't even own up to the guy that's there right now? Well, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. And it's a guy who brought you your first playoff win in, in how many years? Um, say whatever you want. They were in that game against Kansas City uh, in the second round. Like, they've seen more success than they had seen in a long time previous to when, when Baker Mayfield got there. I don't think it's any coincidence that the second he became the starting quarterback, they actually started to, and no hyperbole on this, win games. Because they weren't even doing that for, for a long stretch under Hugh Jackson. Jackson. And then all of a sudden, and I'm not saying that he's a top 10 uh, quarterback in the NFL or he deserves, you know, $50 million or whatever the, these contracts are. But man, he, he's not bad. Like, and, and the other part of this that, that's so strange to see how it all play out. It's like if you're I assumed when they got rid of Odell Beckham Jr., they were choosing Mayfield. Those guys clearly couldn't coexist. They determined that's the guy we want to stick with. And then when Jarvis Landry was cut, I thought, huh, well, that's interesting. But they traded for a wide receiver in Amari Cooper. They clearly uh, have seen we need a different wide receiver group, uh, but we're going to ride with Baker. And now they're getting rid of him as well, too. You were just in the playoffs two years ago. It's not like it's a rebuild. Like, they're, they're a talented team. They're a good football team in a tough division. They were just in the playoffs and were riddled with injuries. But they're almost acting as if it's a tear it down and rebuild it from the ground up. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's strange to see how this, how this whole thing has played out. It's strange even more so when you consider it's not a good year in the draft. It's not a good year for free agent quarterbacks. Not that it really ever is, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, usually if, if you get a quarterback that gets a free agency for whatever reason, there's something that's going on there, right? Yeah. So, sure, you can go out and sign Jameis Winston. You can go out and, you know, sign or trade for, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, someone else. I mean, it, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo an upgrade from Baker? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't either, uh, honestly. Like, I... I mean, it's close. I mean, who are you going to get right now? That's I. It, the whole thing is strange, man. I don't. I mean, Matt Ryan at this at this age is Matt Ryan an upgrade over Baker Mayfield? I mean, not not. I mean, maybe on that team, that roster, and maybe. I mean, does does Matt Ryan want to do that? Yeah. Matt Ryan's made so much money in his career. I mean, he could just retire. Yeah. He he could he could call it a career at any point in time. He's made so, so much money. I, I think he's made over $200 million easily. And, and 
a well-spoken guy would, yeah. would would get recruited by a network to be a broadcaster immediately. Oh, of course, Day especially one. right now. Yeah, with everything going on. Day one. I, I I so anyway back to the Browns. I, I just it, it's it's obviously it's it's different ownership than I was there. They're like eight general managers removed, probably eight or nine head coaches removed from when I was there. It's just the same old thing though. And they can never get out of their own way. And this is an example of that. You know, they, they always feel like they're, they want to go out and improve the roster, find someone better. Okay. But you're not appreciating the dude you had there in front of you who's played some good football at times for you, who played banged up for you last year. And now you've got him to the point where you've disrespected him in a public manner. And as much as people want to, you know, maybe bang on Baker Mayfield for some of his antics or his immaturity, which I, I've been one of those people who have been critical of him yeah, it's at fair. times. It's fair. It, it, it is fair. But now, I, I mean, and by the way, I, I've always been on his side as a Browns quarterback, now more so than ever. I just don't know how much longer he's actually going to be a Browns quarterback. I mean, he's been in the NFL four years. He's on his fourth head coach. I mean, like, I, we're going to pretend like this is all Baker Mayfield. Uh, the, the organization is stable, but it's the quarterback that's got to go. I mean, it was Hugh Jackson. Then it was the Greg Williams. Then it was Freddie Kitchens. Now it's Kevin Stefanski. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, the whole thing is bizarre. And when you start to look around, to your point, I don't know what is a realistic option that's available that's better than Baker Mayfield. I, I just, I, I think... I, I really think the Browns butchered this. <laughs> I really do. But if you want to get people interested in watching Hard Knocks again, can we get the Browns on Hard Knocks with Baker Mayfield still on the roster, please? Like, that's um, all I'm saying. Imagine being the Browns, though, and, like, doing all of this and thinking you had a legitimate shot of getting Deshaun Watson, <laughs> only to be denied. Yeah. Imagine how that feels <laughs> as an NFL franchise. And, and, and that's the thing. I feel bad for the Browns fans because of how this, this team has been led by their front office and the mistakes that they've made at times. But this is an example of just, hey, hey, look at us. We're Cleveland. we got a talented roster. Come, <laughs> come to Cleveland. You know? Did you see the photo of Amari Cooper, by the way, in, in, like in front of his Browns locker? Uh, no, I saw him shaking hands with Stefanski. I didn't see the photo yeah. of him in front of the locker. He looked like a four-year-old. Who some who someone stole his toy bike? He had, he had like the most disgruntled, upset look on his face, and 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 I'll be real, man. I mean, going from Dallas to there, or you know, originally it was obviously with the Raiders, you know, to Dallas, but then to Cleveland. It feels it's it's a different feeling. Well, you I mean, when you, you you talked about going from Notre Dame to Cleveland, and it yeah. felt different. <laughs> it, it's just it, when you play for a big brand, a oh, big franchise. Man. I mean, when I got traded to Denver. I was like, oh wow, okay, this feels a lot different. This is more of how I thought the NFL would feel. And, and, and again, it's no disrespect on Cleveland. I'm from Ohio. I'm from Columbus. But there's a different feel to all of it with the way organizations are run, the way the city is, is you know, uh, kind of uh, encompasses it and how that plays a role, the media, the attention, everything else. And I, I remember getting there and being like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is different. Uh, it's just so funny, man. Just uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to put a bow on this bad boy with a little something we do called this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. Yeah. Uh. All right. Have you seen the movie City Slickers? Yeah, of course. That's just multiple. Yeah. The, the original is the best one. Yeah, the first one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can recite the line where the uh, construction guy is talking to the kids in class. Yeah. You remember where he's got his crack hanging out and uh, he starts talking to the kids? He goes, we're doing this job on 60th and 3rd, right? Real friggin' ball breaker of a job. We got the area roped out. And then I can't do the rest because he curses and all that. But I remember that <laughs> word for word when I was a kid because I loved Why it so much. I don't know because it's just this fat guy uh, sitting with his crack hanging out uh, on on a chair telling kids about this uh, thing that hit a woman <laughs> when she was trying to pass by because she wasn't paying attention. It just you got to watch the scene. It's phenomenal. All right. So here's the tie in. OK. A New York City man was rescued twice in two days on hikes in Arizona. <laughs> Um, apparently, he underestimated the fact that in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is very different than people may think. Yeah, it's cold. Um, yeah, it gets cold. It's at elevation. Like, there's, you know, snow and whatnot. So, um, apparently, twice in the past uh, two days, he's been rescued by the authorities there. Uh, and he's urging others to pay more attention to the weather, the winter weather in particular, than he did if you're a, uh, a city slicker and you find yourself roaming out on trails and going in the desert. Yeah, hey, do, uh, don't do what I did. Uh, which time, moron? Like, which time? The first time or the second time you realize uh, this place uh, isn't like the uh, the cactus that I see on television uh, watching some of these spring training games. I've actually been through Flagstaff, and it was like— beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it is. But there was snow on the ground. Like, right. like you drive through there, and it's very evident. Uh, I think I had Chinese food there. Um, was it good? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, it's. Fl- I mean, come on. I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, yeah, Flagstaff. I had Chinese food. Not a not a good uh, not a good move. <laughs> was that a cheat day for you? Uh, well, no. It was uh, the only thing I could afford because uh-huh. I, was, I was driving yeah. out to do yeah. uh, to take a uh, job. Weenie. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Next story. Uh, speaking Weenies. of weenies, uh, border authorities they found fifty-two reptiles hidden in a man's clothing. Yes, a uh, individual was trying to cross the border with fifty. 52 reptiles in his jacket pockets, his pants, and then down around his groin area. Uh, some of these species were actually endangered. He had a, a number of uh, horned uh, reptiles in there, like horned lizards and Jesus. frogs and whatnot. Yeah, it was kind of odd place, and especially to, to hide them. But they were wrapped in, like, plastic bags. 
Uh, but kind of crazy. I mean, um, I, I just – I'm not sure what the – I mean, what you're looking to do there, right? Like, you're always going to sell them for profit because yeah. they're endangered? Well, I, I think so, and because people will pay top dollar. There's people that collect exotic, you know, wildlife out here. Like, I know somebody I mean, not far from where I grew up that got busted, and they pulled out a ton – I mean, all snakes, I mean, reptiles, uh, gators, like, things like that that they were I mean, just stockpiling. All things to smuggle, though. Like, you're going to smuggle that? Um, I actually got pulled over at the border one time. Uh, they accused me of smuggling in a termite. And I said, no, unfortunately, my pants are just tight. So, I don't know. Just, uh, you know, so listen, uh, Brad, that's, uh, I, I mean, I don't think that, uh, I don't think I need to be judged because of that. It was just, you know, I mean, uh, oh, the man. wind was blowing I, in my I, face. I, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of wind blowing, um, there was a, a few gentlemen up in Michigan uh, fishing and like one of those ice fishing, those those shanties that you see out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing literally got blown <laughs> a mile away. The winds got so bad there. The, the, the anglers actually ended up being OK, but the, the whole entire shanty got blown in the wind. Uh, how, what, are, what are they built with? Is it like uh, a, a tent? I mean, it, no, it's not a tent. It, it's actually like a little more of a, like a rigid structure, but it's not overly heavy, right? Because you, you put it up, you can take it down. Oh, that's right. And it's on the ice. So that doesn't yeah. make you one want something heavy. And so, exactly. and so did they get blown away inside it or did it just get blown off them? No, no, no. They got blown a mile and a half away while inside three of them. That's and fun. Yeah, it, it winds got up to like fifty miles per hour. That's fun. Well, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, listen, uh, it ties in your termite story. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Uh, everybody needs bait, so there is. Uh, so you know, if you're uh, if you're searching far and wide, uh, <laughs> you are unbelievable. Uh, all right, enjoy the tourney, everybody. Uh, have some drinks. Be responsible. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.